The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Fucking gulags, Take me and my family away from seeing it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sex and Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. Scared. We're scared today. <laughs> everyone is always listening. <laughs> Think about it. Always. I'm Marcus Parks. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. And we yeah, we do have we have something serious to start off with. Yeah, we're not we, actually scared. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we're not no, we're not we're not actually scared. No. Anybody who is um um, been on, you know, anyone who's on our, our Facebook page is on the Sex and the Human Activities Facebook page on the last podcast one. You know that one of, not just ours, but one of Cave Comedy Radio's biggest fans uh, uh, committed suicide last Friday. Uh, and it's affecting a ton of people. And, and we're not, we're not going to sit here and say that, that we knew him personally because we didn't. We knew, uh, his name was Cooper, we knew him as a fan. You know, we knew him as somebody that we know appreciated what we did. And I can say personally, he was one of the first people that was really into the stuff that we were putting out that I was like, oh, fucking cool. If this guy that's likes awesome. it. That's awesome. Yeah. That, like, we have that's somebody awesome. that actually likes everything that we're doing. Yeah. Th- if this guy likes it, then we're doing something right. You know, it's like, this is the type of guy I want to make shows for. Like, I, this is the type of guy I want to impress. I know this sounds really silly, too. He was definitely the first person that said that I was attractive, and I looked at his Facebook profile, and I was like, ooh, he's cute. <laughs> he thinks I'm cute, though. <laughs> Which is, I guess, silly to say. But <laughs> I mean, it's silly, but yeah, it means something. It, 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 yeah, yeah, it was huge to me. Yeah. I mean, I'd never have someone that I didn't know say that. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, what we're saying is that you know we we had a, a, a our connection was different. Yes, from from everyone else's. Like everyone else definitely had a a, a different connection to him uh, than than we did. But we were still affected by his suicide. Yes, uh, personally, it's my first uh, experience with uh, successful suicide, uh, which I know successful suicide is a odd. It's awful an, way of it's saying an awful it. Awful way of saying it. We get but what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But it's like every in my past, I've had very close people to me uh, attempt suicide. Uh, but this is the first time uh, that somebody that I had any contact with uh, whatsoever uh, actually succeed in doing it. Uh, and you know, we, we found out on Saturday, uh, and it it fucked us up. And Saturday was Fourth of July, and and you know it fucked us up good, but. We responded to it, I would say, by celebrating the the people that we know, the friends that we have, and acknowledging that we are lucky, that we are extremely lucky people, and that some people aren't so lucky. Uh, you know, Cooper was, we, do, we don't know a ton about his life, but we do know that, that he was homeless uh, a lot. Uh, we know that he uh, struggled and particularly struggled with, with depression. And this is the first time that I, I felt like I truly understood suicide. You know, and with the uh, attempted suicides, uh, people close to me, like I never really got it. But with this, I, and it's maybe just because I've, I've talked to so many uh, people out there, so many of our listeners uh, have shared their stories with us and their feelings with us, uh, that it's the first time that I kind of realized, like, oh, this guy died from a disease. 
He he died from an illness, just like somebody, just like a homeless person on the street is going to die if they have cancer and they don't get chemotherapy. This guy died because he had severe clinical depression and wasn't able to get the mental health uh, help that he needed and deserved. Uh, and especially in California, where it is they treat homeless people less than human, less than dirt. Uh, this man was not able to get the help that he needed or deserved. And so he died of this illness. And what it really made me think, and I think this is also something that uh, a lot of our listeners out there that struggle with this stuff, I think it's also might be why it's bothering them uh, as well, uh, because a lot of people um, on the pages really tried their hardest to help this guy out. Like they did a GoFundMe for him to get him a place to stay for a few days. A lot of them were in contact with him a lot. Uh, he was on the section of the human activities page and people were very supportive there. Uh, and everyone tried their hardest. Everybody did. Everyone who contributed did everything that they could. And it still wasn't enough. And what it made me think uh, is that all of us that suffer from depression or, or bipolar or anything like that, uh, we have that same illness. You know, we can die from this. This is, this is something that could one day end in our deaths if we don't keep an eye on it. If, we d if we're not careful you know, about which roads we walk down, we can walk down the road that ends in death, walk down the road that ends in suicide. Uh, and that's a sobering thought. It's an extremely sobering thought. Well, it is, I think it really forces us all to deal with mental illness as an illness, as something that, that is something that needs to have attention be paid to it, something that should be monitored, something that we should take care of, that it, it is it, it is a similar to it's it is a cancer. It is a it is a diabetes. It is something that is that's going to deteriorate your state of life if you don't deal with it. Yes. And and I and sobering is a very good way of describing it. Mm -hmm. Marcus told me on Saturday and immediately I mean, you know, everybody knows me. <laughs> I, I, as, soon as, as soon as I told you, I was like, ah, fuck, I should have waited. Uh, <laughs> but, but we had someone, but we, we had uh, someone come, like Lupe, who runs a lot of our page, like a lot of you know as Lupe Rodriguez, who is a, 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 a dear friend of all of ours, uh, besides, you know, just, you know, kind of the... The, the admin and moderator of a lot of things. Uh, Lupe is actually a, a close friend of ours, and, and he I hope that he doesn't mind me saying this uh, on this show, but you know he was the one that told me about it. And it is a hard thing to deal with suicide, no matter what. When you hear about someone ending their life, it brings up a lot. Yeah. Especially if you've ever known someone that has committed suicide or a friend that has killed or a family member or anything, even if you haven't. The ending of life is serious, mm -hmm. no matter what, whether you didn't, even if you didn't know him that well. And for me personally, I have had a close friend um, commit suicide, and it was uh, some, someone that overdosed, but had also seen her father commit suicide. Mm -hmm. And it is a, a, just an awful ripple effect of, that's why we're discussing this, where you see it happen and you think, am I capable of doing that? Is that inside of me? Is it something that I would be able to do? And unfortunately, you hit a dark corner sometimes and you think, yes, yeah. that is inside of me. I could do that. 
and that's the scariest feeling of all. Yeah, it's terrifying to to think about, but don't I don't think that you should feel bad about thinking that. I don't think you should feel bad about looking inward uh, and being self-reflective. And I don't think you should feel self-centered or anything like that for looking at that. It's good that you're looking at yourself that way. It's and it's terrifying because it's good to examine yourself. You should acknowledge the demon that's inside of you. Yes, you should acknowledge it. You cannot ignore it. You should look, looking inward, uh, you can't, of course, you can't look inward all the time. You can't be a navel gazer. Yeah. Uh, but looking inward and acknowledging yourself, and this is something that we say a lot on the show, knowing yourself is so important. Especially if you, even if you don't suffer from anything, then no, but still, even knowing yourself is still very important. But especially uh, if you suffer from mental illness, knowing yourself uh, is so important and knowing your limits is also very important to like look at these things and to really just know what's in you. And that's what's interesting is after specifically a suicide it is how everyone around you deals with it and how the people close to you deal with it and it's what you take from it because that's all we can do there is no at this point saying i could have done this i could there is no beating yourself up mm-hmm. unfortunately it is done and now all we can do is look forward to anything in our future and i think that's why it was important that we did invite lupe over that day was that it's important to be around the people that you trust and you love and to remember we got to keep going. Yeah. And we, this is something that is important that we have to deal with. And, and, you know, I, I was discussing with a friend of mine as well of, of, of the suicide and it immediately brought up in him, someone that like his best friend that had committed suicide in high school. And then he got choked up of remembering what it was and how he felt and how visceral it is and how you immediately get brought back to the second when you found out, and it's something that changes your life. And that's why it, it's hard, you know, dealing with suicide in general because it's it's difficult to not make it a selfish thing. Yeah. Because there's no one else to put it on. Because I think the, uh, well, I mean, I think uh, you brought up the word selfish, which is a very important thing. Uh, to, to That's a word that gets thrown around a lot with suicide. Uh, a lot of people say, like, suicide is such a selfish thing. It's the most selfish thing you can do. And myself, shit, you can go back and listen to past episodes and you can hear me having that exact same opinion. I was wrong. I will go. I will tell you right now that I was wrong in having that opinion. Uh, because, because you're not even thinking about that. You're not even thinking about yourself at that point. You're just looking at darkness. You don't even see yourself as human. Yeah. You know, you don't. You don't see yourself as human. You don't see yourself as somebody that matters in the world at all. You know, you don't see yourself. You like you said, you, darkness. That's all it is. You, all you see is darkness, and there's there's nothing. Uh, to bring you out of that if you're there alone, if you're just in it alone and you don't get the help that you need and deserve. And that's a very, I think that's a very important thing to remember is that you deserve the help. And that is the hardest thing to uh, remember when you're in deep, dark depression. It's very hard to, to believe that you deserve anything, you know, except death. You know, except destruction, uh, self-destruction, uh, and and that's 
it's so hard to get to the point where you believe that, that you deserve help. And I think that's why a lot of people don't go for it. It's because they believe that they don't deserve it. But remember that you do deserve it. No matter what, you deserve help. Uh, and wherever you can get it, get it. And make sure that you are not getting it in a destructive way because you can get it in a destructive way. Some people try to get help through uh, drugs, through alcohol. They believe that that's self-medication. They believe that that is help. It's not. But then when you feel like you don't deserve the help of of therapy and you deserve to destroy yourself with drugs and alcohol is where you don't see yourself as a person anymore. And it's really easy to go over that edge, Yeah, which is what happened with my friend. And it is, it's really hard thing to get over yeah. in all accounts. And that's why we just wanted to open up the doors. If anyone wanted to write in, um, talk about anything that you're feeling about, uh, if you've ever had to deal with suicide before and how you got past it. Yeah. Because, you know, part of what I've, I've talked about it on here before the memorial of like that we had like a celebration of who she was because her family just didn't was non-existent. Yeah. So that's was a huge part of it. And she was someone that had been written off a long time ago by a lot of people. And uh, that's the scariest part is that when we say all these things of like, there's always someone to turn to, sometimes there's not. Yeah. And that's the scariest part. And what do you do with that? that that's, that's the hardest, uh, that's the hardest thing uh, to think about. And that's one of... Uh, it's one of my worst fears, I know, is that some someday I'm going to look around and there's no one there. And and what do you do? <laughs> what do you what do you do? And I I'm I'm even uh I mean I I'm I'm even a little apprehensive about bringing this up. Um what do you do? You know, and 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 we let, let's find I wanna, it. I, wanna, I feel like uh, I feel like you go to a hospital. I feel like you go go you to go a to, fucking coffee shop. Talk to somebody. Talk to anybody. Talk, just talk to somebody. Yes. Go to a hospital. Go find go, someone to talk to. Nine one one. Go to emergency room. That's what they always say. If you're having thoughts about uh, about kill, and and someone posted something that that I never thought about uh, is like you know the three things to do immediately when someone's threatening suicide. The the first thing you do is tell them go to the emergency room right now. Go right now. The second thing you do is set up a time for them to call you. So give them something for the future. It's like, call me tomorrow at three. Call me in two hours. Call me in three hours. After you get to the hospital, talk to me then. Call me, make sure, tell me that you make sure they're there. The third thing that I thought was very interesting is you don't tell them how much they have to live for. I thought that was very interesting and I, and I think that's a lot of things that, that people say is that don't tell them how much uh, they have to live for because it almost it, it's and I get that now because it's the same thing as telling someone when they're depressed hey cheer up right chin up you, because yeah. that's not going to change it it's not going to change anything so it's, like, it's not like they're going to go fuck oh yeah I forgot yeah, I've got all these great things in my life <laughs> Because I, it's a it is a disease. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a disease. Like you're not going to suddenly like remember. It's like oh, the second season of Better Call Saul is going to be out in a few months. <laughs> I've got to hang on for that. <laughs> Maybe choose another television show. It's a great show. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed the first season, uh, but yeah, that that that's not. 
that's not a thing. That's not a thing to do. Just you be there for them and you listen to them. Uh, and but then I think that's what it, what's interesting about that is that you're taking the control out of their hands. It's that yeah. you're telling them do you have, they have to do this, they have to do this, they have to do this. So it's not something that they are controlling. And and sometimes it's like the Lord take the wheel, you know. <laughs> but it's like where you just you can't hold on to the fucking wheel anymore. Yeah. And you need someone else to hold on to the fucking wheel for you. Exactly. Yeah, that that is a, a very good way of putting it. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think a lot of people. Yeah, that's that's essentially what it is. I mean, that's what suicide is. It's it's letting go of the wheel. Uh, and sometimes you got to have someone else take a hold of it for you. Uh, so please, please do that. And I also I want to make a call out to listeners. If, if there has been a point in your life where you are at the you are at the end of your rope and you uh if there's a point in your life where you were alone and you had to turn it around by yourself on your own how did you do it let us know yes you please. know that, that let us let us know how you did it and and that will or if you had a friend that has had a point in the past where you know where you know that they were alone and they turned it around how did they do it let us know please because that will absolutely help somebody and, and we and we also love to hear a good story you know so uh, cavecomedyradio at gmail.com is the email address uh, for that and speaking of a good story let's bring it up a little bit are we let's, bringing it we're up gonna, we're bringing now it we're up. bringing it up <laughs> <laughs> yeah now we're bringing it All up right, Jackie yeah bring it up <laughs> we got, actually got a, a, a nice letter uh, from from one of our listeners about uh, in response to our sleep paralysis episode uh, what are we what are we gonna call this person slut stash <laughs> yeah. like, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the first thing that came to my mind, so I don't know where it's going on. Going on in here. All right. Let's hear the letter. Dear Marcus and Jackie, I loved the episode on sleep paralysis. I'm 27 and have had sleep paralysis throughout my life. I've only hallucinated twice, though. One audible hallucination and one visual. When I was a kid, I was laying on my side and saw a two-foot-tall horse with its front legs on my bed. It made a neighing sound and stood there motionless. It sounds funny, but it scared the shit out of me because it looked like it was fucking right there and I had no idea what sleep paralysis was back then the last hallucination was a few years ago when I was laying in my bed at my house when I heard something running up and down the hallway I was home alone so it freaked me the fuck out I think sleep paralysis has something to do with genetics because a few of my family members have had intense hallucinations. In the 50s, my grandmother lived in a house where someone was actually murdered. She believed her whole life that a ghost was trying to choke her in her sleep that night. She said she would not be able to move and she could not breathe. In rural Alabama, back then, no one knew about sleep paralysis. I loved her stories and didn't want to be a dick and tell her it was just sleep paralysis. My 47-year-old brother is convinced he was abducted by an alien and saw Bigfoot looking through his window one night. My nephew also has sleep paralysis, but like me, he has no hallucinations. Just waking up and not being able to move. And I almost forgot, sometimes when I've had sleep paralysis, it feels like something is pulling or grabbing at my balls. No, I have not been molested. I love this show on Cave Comedy Radio. Thanks, guys. Slut stash. (laughs) I'm sorry I called you slut stash. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Two foot tall horse. Now is my fucking frog sound so ridiculous? 
Yeah, no, I mean, I completely understand, which is weird that he ended it with, uh, I know I haven't been molested because I discussed with Marcus earlier because he just brought up the first part of this mm-hmm. letter to me. It was that it remi- reminded me of the uh, play called Equus, which is about this guy that is terrorized by these dark horses that come in at the night, but turns out he's just fucking molested by his father. <laughs> so that Ain't is, that always I mean, the way. You know, but the horses in it were very, very scary. <laughs> I've seen the play. They did it very, very well. I mean, wasn't that the one that Daniel Radcliffe got yeah, naked for? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Did you, did you see that? I did not see him? the Daniel Radcliffe version, okay, no. Yeah. But the one I saw was really, really good. And they have these big people in these, like, horse puppet outfits, which oh. also sounds really le- funny, but it wasn't funny at all. So I completely understand how a two-foot horse, or let's say a pony, uh, would be. Especially if it's fucking right there. And especially if you have no idea what's fucking going on. Yeah. That's scary no matter what. No matter yeah. what it is, it's yeah. scary if you don't know why it's right in front of you. Yeah, a two-foot horse just going <laughs> and not moving at all. That's weird. But what's interesting, though, is that if we still didn't know about sleep paralysis to this day, all those stories are horrifying. Yeah. It's like, I, of course she thought, your grandmother thought that she had a ghost in the house. I would probably still think it was a ghost, even now <laughs> knowing about sleep paralysis. Because it's scary as shit. All of it. Yeah. Bigfoot, aliens, it's all scary. <laughs> it's all just the horrifying things that happen to you that, like, I know that there's a reason for it now, but, like, fuck, man. No thank you. I'd rather rather not have it i'll choose not to sleep it makes me think of fucking nightmare on elm street man if i woke up and bigfoot was licking in my window <laughs> i just point and laugh what are you doing there, what bigfoot? are you doing here bigfoot yeah. i didn't oh man but the running up through the hallway when you're alone in the house Oh, man, that's scary as fuck. That's really scary. Yeah. I, but I'm kind of, I'm glad that he didn't uh, fuck, I'm glad he didn't be a dick to his grandma. He'd be like, duh, grandma, it's only sleep paralysis. Yeah, but also at this point in life, would you have changed her mind? If I really <laughs> thought I was being haunted by a ghost every night, I'd be like, you can fucking say whatever you want to say. I was being haunted by a ghost every yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, I don't fucking care. Absolutely, yeah. And I don't know. Maybe you're tugging at your own balls. You might want to look into that. I mean, that's also kind of fun. <laughs> Everybody loves a good ball tug. But I really liked this um, this letter so much because it really did provide another aspect of it where in my mind it's like all of that is very scary and it's very real to the person that's happening to. But in the in the playback of it, it sounds kind of fun. <laughs> Unlike the, the movie ones where it's like, no, the yeah. man with the hat. I mean, it's all about the background music. At if the, I were to play, you're right. If I were to you're play right. creepy background music while I was reading Two that letter. Foot horse. Nay. <laughs> <laughs> and just change a little bit of the wording. When I was a child, Ooh, yeah. I was laying in bed. Especially with like the animation of it too, and you're just like, no, not a horse. The apparition of an equine. Ooh, that's good. Two foot tall. Standing motionless. <laughs> Ugh, neighing at you too. Be like, shut up. <laughs> All well, right, I really like the. I really like the letter a lot. I really like that letter a lot too. All right, we're we gonna call this next girl. Um, this one's a little more serious. Have I said TP before? Yeah. I'm getting. I'm getting old, guys. <laughs> How about goose pimples? <laughs> goose pimple. Goose pimple. I like that. Hello, my name is. Goose pimples. It's a girl. 
I'm 24. I've been dating the same person off and on for a year and a half. The first time around, he stopped talking to me out of the blue after four months of spending basically every day and night together, and I found out via Facebook he was dating someone a month after that. He started talking again because I stupidly pursued him, and six months ago, he asked to move in and said he wanted something serious with me and has loved me all along and was just scared of his feelings for me. Cliché. The issue is, I catch him flirting with other girls over Facebook, Tinder, etc. Given our past, that makes me extremely upset. He said he'll stop doing it, but that never lasts very long. I don't know how to talk to him because it makes him irrationally angry. One time I confronted him and he left for two days without contacting me the whole time. And a separate time he picked me up, threw me to the, on the ground, and told me to fuck off and stop being such a clingy, demanding bitch. I feel like I'm wasting my time, but other than this one point of tension, our relationship is great. Your opinions or comments would be greatly appreciated. Goose pimples. First thing I'm going to say, I want to address that last sentence. Other than this one point of tension, our relationship is great. No. No. Your relationship seems better in comparison to that. Yes. Your relationship is not great. You, this is a bad relationship. You've been somehow hoodwinked by this guy. He, he sounds like a sociopath. He sounds like he's really good at manipulation. Yes. Yeah. He, he sounds like a, a narcissistic sociopath. He's very good at manipulation. He likes the attention that you give him. He knows how to push and pull you. He knows how to say the right things to make you come back. Uh, Which also, exactly, think of that alone. Yeah. Think of someone that, that left you for somebody else, and the fact that you went after him shows how good he is at manipulating. Yeah. It is, that, that is, exactly, it's sociopath. It is someone that knows how to get someone to do exactly what he wants them to do. No one wants to be with that. No, no one should be And you don't deserve to be with that. God, no, 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 no. I think it's, it's very important to remember that one point of intention, our relationship is great. No, it's, it's just in comparison to that. And I'm sure, I mean, People like this guy are very charming. You know, they're they're very charming. They're very attractive. They know how to manipulate people in a way that makes them love them and makes them pursue them. And it's not just men; it's women too. It's it's both sides. There is no difference between the sexes on this. People like this exist in both sexes. So everybody, watch out for people like this. And you catch him flirting with other girls over face and Tinder. If you're, you, he lives with you and he he's still got has- Tinder on that fucking phone. No. And the fact that you know about it too, where also it's like, think about that alone. The fact that you, if someone really, I know this is a really terrible thing to say, but just hear me out. If someone really wanted to fucking cheat on you in lots of different social media areas, you're not going to find out about it. It's going to something that should be really hard to find out about. Yes. You know about all these different things that are happening because he wants you to know about it. Because in his mind, the more wanted he is by other people, the more you're going to want him. Mm-hmm. And the more he's wanted by other people, the happier he is. Because that's all he fucking cares about is his, himself. Mm-hmm. And it's all over the place. He's probably leaving the shit out. The fact that you know he has Tinder on his phone, it obviously wasn't a fucking secret. No. No, it's it's an app. It is an app with a gigantic flame on it. Yes. Like, <laughs> it is. The Tinder icon is very recognizable and very distinct. Uh, and Tinder is an app used exclusively for fucking other people. 
And also flirting. Yeah, I suppose so. A lot of people use Tinder just to flirt, just to be get a little bit of attention. Uh, but he shouldn't. When you're in a relationship, you don't do that. You don't go out and look for attention from somebody else because, from what you say, it sounds like you're giving him plenty of attention. You yeah. know, it sounds like that's. It's, it's he's doing this like Jackie said. He's doing this to fuck with you. He's doing it like you catch him flirting with other girls over Facebook and Tinder and etc. Like what the fuck is etc. Like fucking Instagram, Snapchat. Like what the fuck, man. Like this is like. And please don't think that we're calling you stupid here. No, please, no, please because there's because he's good at it. Yeah, he's good <laughs> at it. He's very good at it. And don't say like you stupidly pursued him. It no. wasn't stupid. You're not stupid. You're not dumb. Because I'm sure he makes you feel like that. I'm sure he makes you feel stupid. I know he makes you. He probably makes you feel dumb and inferior because that's what people like this do. They make their partners feel dumb and stupid they give it they put it on them they don't they deflect every they don't take any responsibility for themselves they deflect everything off on the other person and make them feel inferior and then also exactly when you feel inferior then you think when you and you look at yourself in the mirror you're like well i mean he's better than i am so i should just stay with him yeah and it is an easy thought i've dated guys like this i completely understand where you're like well they're way too attractive for me so i don't know why it's like mm-hmm. i guess i should stay yeah i've dated girls like this as well it, it, it's fucking it is an awful situation and you can get stuck in it for a while yes like, anyone can anyone can i got stuck in it jackie got stuck in it, it i'm is sure something- most people you know have at least one time or another Almost everybody has gotten stuck in something like this. And you've been doing it off and on for, for a year and a half, and, and these things can last a long time. And they also, another thing that they do is they make it terrifying to leave. Right. They make it think like, they make you think that if you leave them, then your entire life will crumble, that you'll never be able to live without them, that you can't function without them sitting there and telling you that you're an idiot. That's what they make you feel. They make you feel like that you will be. I actually had a woman tell me this one. She said, without me, you will be a waste. She said, without me, your life will be a waste. And that's one of the things where I was like, wow, fuck you. Wait a second, yeah. here's the thing. They thrive on your energy. Here's the thing, though, is that a couple months later, I was begging her to take me back. Begging her. And that's what it is. That's the lure. That is the power. That is the lure of it. And she didn't take me back because she was done with me. You know, like she was she was done. Uh, And I'm not going to say that I didn't hurt her as well, because I did. She that woman wasn't you know, I wouldn't say that she was like full on narcissistic or full on sociopathic because she wasn't. But she still had those tendencies, those tendencies to say you will be nothing without me uh and that's a fucked up thing to say to another person and that is something that you say to people to keep them with you in your trap yeah to keep them in that trap and that's what he's doing to you and it is a terrible thing to do to another human being and i know this is going to be terrifying for you and i know this is going to be scary for you but you gotta jettison this guy you gotta get rid of him i think as soon as you can and that's the issue here is now though i think that since he has become violent and that this is something that should be taken with precaution, you have to leave this guy. There, there really are. It's no if, and, or buts. You've been in a year and a half relationship with him. He's put his hands on you. He's doing all these. He's already 
mentally manipulating and abusing you and then he fucking has the audacity to put his fucking hands on you like the piece of garbage that he fucking is but you can't just be like fuck this guy i'm out because unfortunately they're really good at keeping their claws in a person but what you have to do is arm yourself as if you're going into a mental battle yes remind yourself that you are better than this you deserve better than this fucking piece of trash but take precaution when you're leaving him not that i'm saying that like you gotta be scared i'm saying just prepare yourself Mm -hmm. if there is a way to get somebody to help you leave if there is a place that you can go that he won't know where you are and say i want you out of the house you you need help with this Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be something you do by yourself no please have help in it i have known people that have gone through this kind of situation and then they see the real ugly side of a person and then they're put into a hospital yeah and i don't know if this guy is going to do that i'm not saying that he is i'm just saying please be careful but get this fucking guy out of your life. Yeah. But yes, absolutely be careful. As these people, like, they can suddenly switch and show the ugly side. Uh, because you do see that sometimes in people like this. When they become of no use to you anymore, the ugly side just fucking comes out. Because then they don't have to put up the facade anymore. They, they, they don't have to, they're not going to manipulate you anymore. Uh, because you have d- told them this doesn't work anymore. You're not going to do this. Uh, and whether that ugly side is mental, like just verbal or physical, like you need help. Just make sure that you do this with somebody, you know, and, and make sure you have support in this, but make sure that you get out as soon as you possibly can. You don't deserve this garbage, man. Nah. Especially you wrote into us. You know you don't. Yeah. You know it. And that shows how fucking strong you are. Mm-hmm. And and so don't beat yourself up about the past. Don't beat yourself up about getting back into the relationship form. Look forward, man. That's all we can all do. And all you can do is learn from this. Mm-hmm. And learn that you're worth a lot more. Fuck man, yeah. fucking put him in the trash. It's yeah. Monday. It's Wednesday. It's Friday. <laughs> put him in the trash. Don't recycle him. <laughs> we want him in a dump. We want him in a dump. And that's it for sex and other human activities this week. If you've got any questions or comments, cavecomedyradio.gmail.com is the email address that you write to. And we will uh, talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.